0: What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Hi, Dr. Adriana Popescu here with you again with another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. I'm really excited today to have with me Merline Walsink. He is a change coach, a certified facilitator for access consciousness, a performing artist, and a best-selling author. Merlin has always had a capacity for facilitating change. With a background in the creative arts, the stage has always been a place from which he can inspire the world. Using the access consciousness tools, Merlin's forte includes energy transformation, taking tension out of bodies naturally, allowing rigid and deep judgments to change, and empowering his clients to navigate the energies surrounding their daily life with ease. Merlin isn't the only contributor to his work. Magic Merlot, his drag persona, also helps add a less serious and more experimental creative outlet to his coaching practice. His clients have changed depression, long-lasting body pain, healed old and acute injuries, and many have also learned to love and receive their body and their life. Welcome Merline.
1: Hey, Adriana. So stoked to be on your podcast, hey?
0: Yes, 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 yes um gosh where do we want to start there's so much to talk about I always like to begin with my guests just getting a little bit about their background how they got to where they are today a little bit about your experiences that have maybe shaped um your life and the work that you're doing now
1: wonderful yeah Um, let's 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 do the short version so I you know as a little kid I was like like, who am I in the world? And I didn't really realize that I was, like, so aware as I as I am. Like, <laughs> like probably, like, 100% aware. So what I loved, always loved to do, and a lot of people might recognize this, actually kind of, like, you know, just take on o- other energies and other realities to, to actually kind of, like, act out. And that's how, actually, I landed on stage, because that, that's where I felt comfortable. That's where I actually knew Uh, or felt that I was something or I could be something otherwise I would just get pretty much lost in the world you know looking back at that I was still pretty had a very caring mom very very caring family Uh, my mom always tried to kind of like give me some life tools to actually deal with kind of like being high sensitive and all of that all these traits that I would say all these more, you know, ADD autistic kids have. I never really got officially labeled to diagnose, but if I look at all that, you know, that whole spectrum, that was definitely uh, present. And then, you know, actually going through is very, yeah, pretty successful theater. Career, um, uh, the kind of like a bomb got like dropped into my world, which was called, which is called um, HIV diagnosis. So it was uh, diagnosed HIV positive in two thousand and ten. So that's like you know um, eleven years ago, and it's been, it's probably been the greatest gift that I ever had, which seemed to be the biggest curse at first, at least it is in, I would say not only in gay land but i would say like in (laughs) in medical land anyway and right now like obviously the reality is presented as something you can live with super well yet it can be so um for me at first it was so super difficult to navigate so also that you know just kind of like i didn't want to buy the whole heaviness around all of that. There was always like this resistance against me that inevitably just got me into question, into living from possibilities rather than conclusions and answers, um, which sounds really fairy like if I say it like that, yet um, it's opened me up to more and more and more and more. And also got me to work with the Access Consciousness tools, which you know, were both, very familiar with um, and um, yeah i wonder what else we can chat about and you know using that also in the i would say on stage i've not been actively like working on stage for a number of years now um, yet still having like i would say my side gig miss magic merlot to engage with the world um, who's also like really you know i would say allowed me to play more have more fun with um with the world instead of seeing it as a i would say you know a terrorizing place <laughs> to live in yeah i mean so so much to say what so what uh where shall we go from here
0: well actually you just just talking about could the creativity piece actually and how it strikes me as how undervalued it is especially in western I would say society Um, how the creative arts um, music dance art itself performance uh, um, stage acting all of that like how powerful and healing that can be and I'm just wondering as part of your journey right like what role did that play
1: yeah yeah you know what it always gave me a sense of also um comfort like listening to music um and I would say how that sings with the body for dance also like like especially if you're so susceptible to um energy that's how I what I see also when I work with when I actually incorporate more movement in in my, in my online programs or my life classes or something like that, you really see an instant, how do you say that, um, more of a experience of oneness for these people, because they actually get to like have all that energy through their body, which would otherwise kind of like just confuse them. Yeah. And then I say energy is just energy and it's always energy first. Um, so for me, when I, when I dance, And when I would dance, you know, that would always be like, and, you know, it could be like some work and training and, you know, tech technical classes, or, you know, more, I would say experimental classes, or, you know, just, just putting on a show with your body. I mean, your body is your, I would say creative partner, like um, in all of that, having all that energy go through your body can just be so incredibly healing because it goes beyond the mind and that's um that's how uh I would say that in including like like my body as like I would say a vessel of um yeah more I would say um yeah um, embodiment but also having all that like engaging with all all that energy and when I say energy I mean like all energy like like my senses like were, like, like, we're actually connected to everything and beyond connection, we're in, like, we could be in communion with everything. And if we leave all that energy out of our body, because it would either confuse us or create depression and stuff, like for me, when I actually, you know, dance and move, also when I work out, Actually, the inspiration comes because, like, I move enough. There's enough chaos in my body. So there is actually, like, I would say, like, a sense of peace with everything that would otherwise, you know, depress me before. That's what I notice also when I work with people. It's like, I ask, ask, you know, do you move your, like... Yeah, uh, does your body have enough movement for you to be actually happy? And usually the answer is no. So that's <laughs> like, you know, what, what movement would um would actually, you know, be be fun? And first it kind of like feels kind of funny. But then when they get the gist of it, then it's like, oh wow, this actually this actually really helps me in my business also. And when I do my bookkeeping, when I do my, you know, all these things that have to do with the head also.
0: Yes. I Um, used to actually take hula hooping classes and I remember every, yeah, every Monday evening. And when I would come back from my hula hooping classes, I felt so inspired and alive. It really is true. It's not just, you know, again, Western medicine would say, well, yes, when you're exercising, you're getting your dopamine levels up. And yes, I'm sure that's part of it, but it's more like what are you actually opening up to? Because most of us, I think in this reality are living in this very protective kind of shut down. Like, I don't wanna feel what's going on around me. It's too much, especially if you're highly sensitive, you know, you're like, I can't deal with everybody else's stuff. Um, And So when you're cutting that off, you're also locking yourself in. But when you do the movement and you're allowing Mm -hmm. yourself to play with different energies, it's yeah. like, how much more creativity, how much more of you do you start having access to?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, that whole, like you just did it, basically, like I, I, I have to like remembering the the moments in, in school when I was like doing this on my chair, you know, like just rocking back and forward and we got told off for it. It's like, you know, don't do that on your chair. You might fall, you know. Well, it's actually just a way to, move with uh or to facilitate all that energy i mean i would say like we're we're like wizards like 24/7 and beyond time like on the infinite scope of being and now we have this you know gorgeous body or whatever your point of view is about your body um and like we facilitate energy all the time when i got when i when i realized that and that was like 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 you know further down the line um I could also see like where where movement and um you know like music and all of all of those things that actually really have to do with you know like receiving your senses and receiving your not only your physical senses but also your energetic senses like we call it the sixth sense but I would say it's like the first you know it's like you know our awareness like we were talking about high sensitive but I would say actually it's just like super aware or very aware or just aware you know just kind of like simplifying that a little bit because usually it's made very significant also which creates an extra I would say density to oh my god I'm so super aware well well, you're just aware and you can actually kind of like move with all these energies Like, like how much more fun could life be right like I remember studying in New York, studying dance in New York in 2008. And this was before I, I got to know of the tools of access consciousness, which kind of like would, um, I would say, it, were, it, was, it was like three tools that, that, that created most, um, I would say first psychological freedom, then also physical and energetic, I would say autonomy more, um energetic autonomy has been something that i've been talking about for a while which is something that is like like people are so disempowered in however i was disempowered in that too i have no idea that i was aware of the whole world all at once like a lot of people like they they have this, they have the feeling they have the world on their shoulders well are oh, you actually aware of the world and then when you take a fixed point of view You know, like, you know, it might all just kind of like, like a big magnet or like a big radio receiver, just, you know, like align, like match up to those waves. Right. So when I were, I lived and studied in New York at first and did like the whole, you know, dancing thing, very prestigious. So I used to be depressed a lot, you know, and even through the dancing, it was like, mm, like, like there would be the sense of freedom, but it would be accidentally, I can learn a lot of people might actually also realize that, Oh my God, when I move, I actually get, Oh, you know, things just loosen up and stuff and I feel better afterwards. So um, remembering that, you know, that always stuck with me that it's like, why do I have these moments of all of a sudden like accidental? It's like, Oh my God, I'm feeling great. I'm like having a sense of me uh, or, like a sense of space. Then I didn't just call it space. I, I called it feel good. Um, then afterwards, you know, the whole HFE diagnosis went down, this and that, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But kind of like the, 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 I would say that density, but also like like, it felt like very constricted, not only energetically, but I also noticed that I didn't enjoy moving that much anymore. Then, you know, I actually got to hear of a couple of tools like light and heavy. I'd been living like in a heavy light life for a couple of years, you know, you know, a big, a big accumulation of whatever that was, you know, thoughts, feelings, emotions, you know, you know how things can pile pile up really fast. Light and heavy, so whatever's light for you is actually true, and what actually is heavy is not. I was like, "What?" Like I've been living this heavy energy, and I couldn't shift it with with movement. Also, like I could do it, and it would kind of like mm, just leave space. And then I had this other tool. This is who does this belong to, or is this mine, or am I aware of something? Like I'm not even asking anymore. It's like, 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 is this someone else? So sometimes I do, but it's more like, am I? Is this mine, or is this? me being aware uh, and that started shifting like all of that and actually brought the space and like i would say the natural and organic movement not only back in my i would say psychological experience but also in my body because i you know our bodies are such receivers um of energy and like like we engage like nature with all these energies all the time mm-hmm. uh, so oh my god so much to to talk about in this realm. Um, so yeah, what's next? I can keep on rambling Ariana.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I want to go off on a tangent too, but you did say three tools. So let's hear your third one before we jump off. Third,
1: on yeah, yeah, yeah. The third one, uh, the first one was light, so it was light and heavy. Um, the second one was who this just belonged to. And the third one was... I'm not sure, like, can you cut in your, your recordings? <laughs> it was actually the clearing statement. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm not sure if you do. Yeah? yeah. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the pocket and pot. It was like point of creation, point of destruction. like just basically asking the energy to unlock wherever you, you know, you know, solidify that into that belonging to you or being yours in the first place. So I had a lot of ideas about that you know basically just feeling haunted by my own thoughts feelings and emotions which were actually just an awareness of the thoughts feelings and emotions and of everything that I was picking up on basically how the world lives around us but how it also lives through us and how that's actually just an interesting reality which can also be such a gift if you if you allow yourself to be the, I would say the, the observer, but also the receiver of all of that. Because if you're like entering into a reality, for example, like, you know, when I got diagnosed with HIV, that was basically just kind of like, I would say the universe not necessarily throwing me a challenge, but basically facil- was facilitating me. It's like, hey, listen, you've been like playing energetically stupid for quite a while. Not that I am like, you know, you're being stupid, but kind of like, hey, what else are you actually aware of? And what else can you actually, you know, um uh, be or choose that could create a different future, you know? Like some of those might be also kind of like mo- more of a futurist than we actually, you know, acknowledge or that that we've we've been, you know, either inspired to or um even asked about like you know like (laughs) um at least um i was not directly that's why i appreciate the access consciousness work so much because we actually asked those kind of questions but so it was basically like hey so what else are you actually aware of only it took me a while to to get clear on okay so why am i feeling this heaviness all the time that's not even really a question but ultimately it was the desire to just become more conscious and to actually acknowledge how aware i am and how aware my body is also that you know where we could either function as a sponge for all of that energy or we could actually acknowledge ourselves like ah, wow how cool that we are so incredibly aware so And if you're so aware, you might be aware of all the densities attached to a certain reality. For example, if someone would tell you like, hey, we found like you are HIV positive first, that's a very interesting statement because what do they mean with you? Is that like you, the being, or is it you, the body? So that in the first place was already super confusing. But then, you know, like here we are 11 years down the line and, you know, me's happy, my body's happy, what else is possible in that whole realm? Um, so, you know, but having thrown that in your direction, that, like when I work with people that I either working with that have either been like, either had or confronted or had it in their family, like I got a disease, you get presented, this whole reality is being bombarded at you like that doesn't even belong to you it's like literally not like most of that that all those like energetic and mind structures and all that mind control that's even in there like i'm like i, I could call it mind control like you know i've been through it all most of it is basically designed to put you in a program of that certain disease pardon me i wasn't sure that that was that, that was so long um so then you know, basically pot my way through all those experiences, experiences, and asking like, "Hey, is this even mine, or am I aware of that?" Basically, got me out of willing to kill myself, being on suicide mode twenty four seven, and also just feeling depressed and having that sense that you know, I got discouraged in my ability to change, and that. Anything. And that is what most, I would say, disempowered magicians <laughs> um, have had all along. And what I've like, what I see, like, I would say dramatically changing in a great way. I'm not sure what your experiences are with that, Ariana, but I've seen a very profound shift over the last one and a half year for people actually that desire a different reality with whether it is disease or whether it is empowerment or actually outcreating the disempowerment that they've lived for so long to actually get some, you know, to, to get, you know, to roll up their sleeves and do the work, even though it kind of like, like having, like dealing with all these kind of like, I would say more subtle energies, like who does this belong to light and heavy, just having like, basically clearing out that internal compass and actually getting clear on that and trusting that. Um, I mean, it can be quite a challenge, but like having like, like the freedom that I got after three days of pot park, what does this belong to? Is this light or heavy? Oh, this is heavy. What does this belong to? Oh, was this even mine? Or was I aware of this? You know, just like basically unwrapping the gift of, of awareness that it's post put on top of a physical disease, creating all this psychological mind trips. I mean, that was quite the gift that I was just ready for. And I've seen people unwrap in so many phenomenal ways throughout the years. So yeah, wow, that was, that was a whole, whole story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was wonderful. And there's so many things I want to say. I'm reminded, you know, there's I guess a Chinese symbol for crisis. And in crisis, there's two interpretations. One is danger and one is opportunity, right? And so some people, especially I think with the traditional medical view, the medical reality would see a diagnosis of HIV or could be any diagnosis of whatever disease, including mental health disease as a a crisis, as a danger, as a problem, as something negative. I mean, we know when a doctor tells you, you have this disease and it could potentially kill you, um, people who buy that point of view will generally create that reality. If the doctor says, hey, you have cancer and you've got six months to live, if people b- believe that, they will die within six months. They've even yeah. researched this and they can you know, yeah. verify that that's true. So, so much of embedded in what you're saying is this also this idea that your point of view is what creates your reality. Yeah. And you did not buy the medical, you, well, you may have at first, but you did not buy into the medical point of view about having HIV and how it's going to destroy your body and your life and whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I wasn't sure what else it was. I knew that you might die, you know, like I remember because I was a rebel. I was, I went against the system I was like, you know, first I was like, okay, I'm going to get in and, you know, I'm going to get some meds and, you know, but then they were like, we were only going to treat you when you're sick enough. And that just exploded. Um, I was like, I cannot live like this. I just had imposed this whole, oh my God. Yeah. You are infectious. And now, and now with everything I know now about what else is there about viruses which is extremely censored, you know, throughout the years? Is that you know, you know, is it even that contagious, or is it actually something that exists within the body and that's being brought out with whatever interventions? I wonder. Um, but having that reality, and it's like we will only medic start medicating when you're um, sick enough. That's what that was basically the protocol ten years ago, and I, I talk about two thousand and ten particles have changed but how lucky was I actually looking back that I didn't just get medicated at the first in the first place so I had to go into question I had to go through all of that I had to kind of like inevitably do all these alternative things that I've done it's like well if no one's doing this like I'm at least going to see what I can create because I knowing in hell that I would like anyone to to live through the psychological hell that I did feeling so bad and terribly and also just gaslighting myself is like who did they get it from because none of my sexual partners actually had it Mm. so I was like like it just felt so off and now I realize I'm still wondering it's like okay what else needs to be either exposed or what else do I need to be that, um, you know, will outcreate all of this. And this is a question. I don't even have an answer for that. I don't even have a conclusion, but that got the whole thin, um, thing going also about, you know, like you are a danger to other people. It's like, what does that even mean? It's not even addressing the body. So, this is like also something that I that, you know, like the medical doctor is like, I wonder how much, you know, like what would be possible if people would actually know what words, like the, I would say congruency is words also, because talking about you is not addressing your body, it's addressing you, your being. If you have the point of view is like, I am going to die. It's like, will even a being ever die? You know then you will do everything to pull the anti-consciousness and the unconsciousness and the demons and everything attached to that into your head and into your body to destroy what your body it's like right. you know like like what else is possible for more ease
0: yes and you and you bring up a good point because bodies have the capacity to heal themselves i mean they do all the time heal themselves of all kinds of things but it's we the being, when we take on a certain point of view that we sometimes um, cripple is the word that comes to mind. We cripple our body's ability to heal itself right If I buy the doctor's point of view that I'm gonna die from this thing, I'm not allowing my body to work its magic and yep. do and heal itself and recover itself. you know we don't al- yep. we don't allow for that. So getting clear on what those points of view are, that you may have or that certainly that we've taken on from other people, the medical establishment, society, yeah. reality, whatever. But there's also the stigma. I wanted to just look at that for a minute too. Like you were basically judged and made wrong with that diagnosis in particular, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, I mean, it's just such an interesting reality. if I look at the, it's like a movie. Um, and all of a sudden you're in that movie, (laughs) it's just so like, so, so bizarre. Um, and you know, and then looking back, like I was willing to receive all of that, but inevitably, inevitably, yeah. Like you get disempowered as a being by, you know, medical reality, willing to acknowledge something about what they're noticing within this, you know, molecular structures of your body. So you know, like just like I know, like how much of that has confused me. So if anyone ever addresses you as your body as you, just know that that not might not be actually accurate or true for your individual reality with your bodies. Like, what if we are not our bodies? What if we are actually co-creating with our bodies, and that? you know, you, you, you brought up the point of healing, like what if our bodies are actually able to outcreate themselves in any sort of way? I remember when I had actually kind of like, like, also driven my body to the point where it was like, okay, dude, you know, if you're gonna like, you know, like not choose something else, because I, I ended up being actually pretty much more superior over my body than I desire to yet now I realized it was just also something that I had to explore to kind of to have a sense of it all like 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 how far was I willing to go to outcreate that reality of 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 HIV and and see and asking like what is my body actually capable of and I got judged for that like a lot like my family was like oh you use the tools against yourself and this and that and you're not a great facilitator and yeah that took me a quite a while but then I was like you know what well what what would make me the greatest facilitators I, I am is that I won't judge myself for the choices that I've made throughout my you know throughout all this experience Um, and actually you know bringing my body it given my, my body a different life I always had this kind of like when access came into my awareness around all of this and I have no reference points about you know people that had done this before in this realm I had also asked Gary Douglas and inducted in here it's like hey do you know anything about this and Gary's like well I've not really had great success with HIV and AIDS this this is what you could try this is what you could try and you know I was like you know what let's let's do it anyway and we're still creating I'm still creating with my body and it is, um, it is becoming actually a, like a greater and greater adventure because I get to receive so much uh, through it. And also realizing how much of the people actually, how much of the people are actually asking for a different reality um, and also tools to not necessarily control their body and control their psychological and mental experience is to actually have tools to create and to outcreate because like, I, like talking about healing, I would say is adding more consciousness to, to whatever that is, you know, like releasing judgment or, you know, because like how much points of view like, like are we living and like bestowing upon our bodies, like 24 <laughs> seven, at least how I used to do that that we're actually creating that reality. But then again, I and my body knew different. So there was this fight until we got like, who does this actually belong to? Like, you know, Stephen, are our reality? No, not really. Is this something that is really active in the world? Yeah, that's also something. So then actually starting to outcreate, because when I got into the hospital with two collapsed lungs, yeah, I even created that. That was like, that was a trip. (laughs) That was a trip. They were like, we cannot even believe you're still alive. It's like, well, I ain't going anywhere. So, but it was like, for me, it's like, okay, what energy, space, and consciousness can me and my body be to outcreate this with, with like total ease? And that was one rocky road. But then again, what it allowed me to do in all those moments, also with all the doctors, everything that I resisted so much. I know, I know so many people resist medical reality because it might not be what they um, desire to have. And then again, I was like, well, if I'm an infinite being, it's like, what is actually the gift in me landing up here? What did I ask for? Did I ask for exclusion of life on planet Earth or did I ask for inclusion of life of planet Earth? What is, what is it that I'm actually living now that is so beyond what I ever thought I, you know, Um, am here for and and desiring so that like I don't know that whole situation just allowed me to keep on dropping the judgments about me about doctors about medical reality about I would say also everything to do with big pharma I mean I know there's a lot of resistance and anti-pharma talk and a lot of things that are not necessarily designed to empower um, conscious embodiment, um, and also just being like, oh well, that's all very interesting reality. Mm-hmm. And now, just kind of like seeing it all unfold in the last one and a half years, it's actually been spe- spectacular, <laughs> and I've just been smiling through a lot of the a lot of it. And I've also had so like so many more questions without people even knowing of my HIV status. Cause I kept that, I would say uh, like undisclosed for quite a while. Cause I had to get clear on all these energies we're talking about. um, Well today. And that um, I would also love to invite the world to is like, what if there's never a final destination, but Mm -hmm. always another question to ask or to be, or always another choice to make. And also another moment to receive whatever shows up. Um, What if, however terrible it looks or feels or sounds, it's like those 10 seconds. If you don't stick it into place, it can all ways change. And um, yeah. How does it get better than that?
0: Oh, wow. How does it? I love listening. I love listening to you talk, Merlin, because to me, it's like, um, you know, you came here to planet Earth embodied in a body and you've just sampled this giant buffet, right? You come like, because we all ah. have that possibility. It's like there's this huge buffet called life. And there's lots of different experiences you can have. And some of those dishes will be divine and orgasmic and wonderful. And some of them are gonna taste like shit. And, but all of it can be used to open up more questions and choices and possibilities and contribution and all of that, right? You've just taken everything you've created and experienced and like turned it into something that can allow you to grow and keep expanding. I mean, what a gift that is, because most people faced with similar circumstances would collapse under it, would take it as a death sentence, would get horribly depressed, might turn to drugs and alcohol. You know, I work with addictions, you know. Um, A lot of that is about people giving up.
1: Yeah, yeah. And basically also giving up on what they know. And what I find the funny thing about knowing is, is that it doesn't have an answer. So if you might be searching for different possibilities and it looks like you're never getting anywhere it might just be because you're being a constant question a constant wondering you know not all who wander are lost this famous tolkien quote yes. is something that I like to not necessarily refer to a lot but it's kind of like pop pop uh popping is that You know, like I had to be willing to do this all by myself because hardly anyone had my back. I basically lost most of my what I used to call my friends over over this because nobody dared to stick with me when I would go the alternative route around some HIV, which is considered to be so dangerous. And now I'm also in the question because, you know, what would happen without my medication? You know, this is why I would not—I didn't want to get into the medical system anyway. But it was like, like, did I want to be right or do I want to live and actually be creative? Like, I will live anyway, but do I want to live with this body? I wasn't ready to just leave. I was like, I'm not done here. And um, you know, when I realized that, also, it was like, wow, everything that I was fighting against because I was a big fighter. Like it was, it was tough. It was tough, but also merely tough to, I would say face face, like really get vulnerable where a lot of people would, I would say get caught up in, in demon land. I mean, I like, 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 you know, like I would say there's so many things that we make greater than our own capacity to choose and change. And I also realized that it is so much easier to make something else, I would say, more solid than your own power to, to change and choose. Cause that 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 power or that potency that we be of choosing and allowing change or being change is so less tangible we are being it it's not something that we can grab or hold on to so for me it's been also merely getting used to a sense of um you know being that creative energy with all the molecules of my body with everything that you know i would say comes my way but not only just comes my way I've chosen to step in this direction. I've chosen to show up in this particular time and space. I've chosen to kind of like, not always cognitively, but if you realize that you are the chooser of your reality, whether you realize it or not, so many more things will make sense. And a lot of um, a lot of the things might not make sense at all. Like, why the hell did I choose that? Now, yeah, well, you know what was right about it what what did you need to get out of that so that's how often like people people judge themselves for getting something or for you know even getting an std or something can be a a whole freaking mind trip um and i would say like like you get like it's an extra present from this reality you can either buy the mind trip or be interesting point of view and like is this mine or is this my awareness you know i like i like to say because we always have this Oh, also have this version of the two is like is this mine or someone else's and i'm like mm, like that that also, like if you're a little bit autistic, you even go like zoom in on those words, like if this is mine or is this my awareness, because it's actually also 100% your awareness of that reality it's like, for example, like when I lied in the hospital, when my body was basically kind of like out creating itself, like I could say struggling to stay alive, but like looking at what's a different point of view about that? It was actually out creating itself all the time. It was like on, 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 more, more, more. Question, question, question. Doctor, I need some help. I need another syringe down my <laughs> sides because the tube is closed. We cannot breathe. Put me on the ventilator. I mean, that's why we got that that point. I could judge it, but I could also ask, like, hey, what else can I do? What else can I? What what other help can I have? It was it was just pretty bizarre to actually. All, realizing that all at the same time that was actually pretty like wow okay interesting reality and by that time I had already done access for five years so now I should all be, become a facilitator that mm-hmm. was pretty spectacular um however where was I gonna go oh god I feel like I'm on this whole trip with you Ariana like how we doing <laughs> <laughs>
0: well actually, are you pulling it out? are you
1: pulling you're pulling it out of me. What's uh, yeah.
0: Well, I'm a therapist, <laughs> right? I'm good at doing that. So, <laughs> but we do, we do need to start winding it down. So tell us a little bit about your facilitation, your offerings, how you're working, like everything you've learned, this giant buffet of experiences you've had. How do you now work with others? If people want to work with you, how can they find you? Tell us more about all that
1: thank you thank you thank you yeah so um how do i work with others just like i really love um how do you say that i do a lot of online work with people but i also love really love the live training so uh you know what would it take for traveling to ease up also a tad more but then again here is also my sense is like how creative are we going to have to get in all these areas out creating ourselves all the time so that is i would say also on the menu uh, people can find me on uh, melinvolcing.com, where um, yeah, it's like also in the remake because I would say the world is is also calling for um, for more of this. It's basically online uh, programs. I also give the, the obviously the five foundational um, access classes, the core classes, bars and uh, um, foundation, and we'll also be creating more classes around you know all the things having to do with you know the, the disease reality you know to basically uh, facilitate a different reality with 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 uh with disease and whatever comes up around it um and uh, also very much um how do you say that i do work a lot of around um with the psychology around sex and around, you know, body stuff and all of that. And obviously also transformation and gender is very much, you know, I would say up my alley. Um, and what I love about the work, especially after have done it now for, for a good 10 years is that you really see how even that, even, even the moments where I would be like, Oh my God, did I do like, 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 how did they, how is this gonna work out basically? Is that I see so much of the people just flourishing in their lives and actually being stronger now and preparing for their future already back then. There was like, I mean, it's just such a gift how to see how the innate um, choice and capacities that people are that, you know, there's so much unwrapping of that at the moment um and um i've i've it's probably always been like that but it's like it's even more now because maybe i am just more transparent with this whole thing that we're talking about um right now so if want if people want to get a taste of that i have a bunch of free calls on my website also so you know about receiving judgment you know having more ease with all the bodily changes um, what else trusting you There's, there's, um, there's a couple of, you know, things that could, they could get into to really get into, I would say the facilitations, the clearings and all of that. So look it up if you want to have some more of that and, um, yeah. Uh, what else is possible?
0: And we will add all of that, your links and everything to the show notes. So thank you so much, Merlin, for sharing your vulnerability and and the the magic and the gift that you be the wizard you truly be um it's really been a pleasure any final words you want to leave us with
1: thank you so much Ariana, and to all the listeners i really hope this you know you got something out of this and um also it's like you know whether there's always whether there's always another question um and um yeah, what else is possible for the future? Really grateful to be on and uh, to be in the, I would say the impressive uh, series of speakers you've you've had so far. And thank you for being a voice for um, a different possibility.
0: Thank you. And thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities. If you've enjoyed this, please do like, share, comment. Let's get this information out there in the world so that more people know that there is another possibility available when it comes to health, well-being, and all of that. I'm your host, Dr. Adriana Popescu, and please tune in again next time to Kaleidoscope of Possibilities. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time!